I'm Jen Taylor Skinner. This is Wagatwe Wanjuki. And this is Black Women 2020, your one-stop shop for 2020 election coverage from the perspective of Black women. In this special mini episode, we discuss the Marianne Williamson campaign, and we talk about a new interesting hire for her on our campaign staff. Someone who has a questionable history and was actually banned from working on another campaign. So I don't want to give away too much, but this person has a troubling history in relation to women. Let's just leave it there. And Wogatwe and I also talk about what it means to have a survivor-centric campaign. And that's something we don't see very often. So here are Wogatwe and I discussing Marianne Williamson's campaign. So Wogatwe, you wanted to talk about something in relation to the Bernie Sanders campaign and Marianne Williamson, a couple of things. So, So what's going on there? Yeah, so Marion Williamson has a new addition to her team, right? Okay, fine. Like, she's a grifter, but she can run. (laughs) And the news is that she hired a former Bernie staffer. A former Bernie staffer who was banned from ever working on on his campaign again because he's a serial sexual harasser. Maybe (laughs) even potential serial sexual, like, assaulter. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah, so... Her reaction was uh, not great, honestly, and it was like really disappointing. But essentially, she the way that she talked about it, she was like, I need to find the link because there is- she said I'm- she believes in redemption or something like that. She goes, yeah. um, you know, I believe in redemption, which kind of is on brand for her, like her spiritual spirituality. She said, I believe in redemption. I don't I don't think he should like never work again, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is, is like. Yeah, that's kind of on brand for like if you're into that whole bullshit spiritual stuff, right? Because it's like it's not her redemption to give, right? Like if she really cares about love and making the world a better place, we need to have a survivor-centered response to sexual violence, survivor-centered ways of accountability. I think part of it is like she's like, oh, I can tell. How can she tell? that he has changed does she know him beforehand does she talk to any of his victims and then if she just goes off of what he said oh he seems sorry oh he's changed he has every incentive to be a liar in that situation right and also she has incentive because she probably wants to have someone with experience and she can get somebody when they're kind of vulnerable which also ticks off my like whole like taking advantage of people because it's sort of like oh i got this person who's kind of like a pariah so now he's more dependent on me you know kind of vibes he's applying for a job so he can make money and add stuff to his resume and so he has incentive to pretend that he is better than he actually is, right? I'm working on a very overdue article um, about Marianne <laughs> Williamson. And I went on our website and she talked about having trauma-informed processes for certain things. I was like, oh my God, this is great. Trauma-informed care. The key of trauma-informed care is being survivor-centered. She's full of bullshit. Like she, she's not real. And I think I'm getting upset because like I'm so tired of people like pretending to care about survivors and to care about trauma and they do the same exact bullshit and they're actually even more dangerous because they pretend that they're different than the other people and she's not because like how many men have hired other men who've done bad in the past like done bad things to women in the past they weren't really sorry they never really got their punishment and they just hired them anyway and they're fine while the victims are still dealing with trauma and still have to pay for therapy you know they may like have lost their job you know it's just very 
disgusting. And I think it just it just it just goes into her whole history of being a phony. Yeah. Yeah. So, by the way, I found the article that you sent me Mm -hmm. and this person, he was Bernie Sanders advisor, Robert Becker. That's his name. Mm -hmm. And like you said, he was permanently banned from working on the Bernie Sanders campaign, which is which is pretty bad. Right. You know, he he forcibly kissed someone. He made some really explicit um, sexual references to people on on, who are working on staff. And so I just, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that it's bad. Like, it's bad Mm -hmm. to have this person on your campaign, but it's even worse now during the moment that we're in politically, like with Me Mm. Too and with having a historic number of women running for office, running for president specifically. I mean, you know, I wish we were always here where this kind of behavior was shunned and seen as bad and you could never work again. But now that all eyes are on the behavior of men on these campaigns and the Me Too movement, it's even especially bad. It's just like bad optics and bad messaging on her part and i just don't really get it you're so right you know especially in this time when we have a rapist (laughs) president right like a serial rapist um i think there is space right for us to talk about all right the world is round we can't cancel everyone like we can't technically throw everyone away because they're still on the earth they might be in a landfill but we should care (laughs) about the other trash around there right yeah that's not the conversation that she's leading or having right like it's just very much like because she wants to be president right like she wants to do well she wants to make her money she wants to sell her books and all this shit and bernie sold a lot of books during his last campaign for me it and as someone who's survivor centered, it just seems very clearly like this is just sort of like a fuck you. I don't really care. Um, yeah. You know, you know, what's really interesting about this and because, you know, offline, I'm always talking to you guys about authenticity because, mm-hmm. you know, that's my thing. Right. Yeah. And I personally think that candidates generally can be more authentic than they actually believe they can be. Mm-hmm. And I think it would help their campaigns. And, you know, the thing is, is that what I see here in relation to authenticity is that. She knows, and we know, that this is not about redemption. This is about hiring somebody that she wanted to help her win. Mm -hmm. This is not about redemption. (laughs) Right, exactly. But she's a grifter, right? That's what she does about everything. She hides everything. She puts it in this, like, pretty bow, and then people are like, oh, well, redemption. And they move on, because they've been taught to be satisfied with that. Yeah. So did she get on to the September debate stage? I can't remember. I don't think she did. No, no, I don't think so. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Black Women 2020 and you want to support greater representation in political coverage and in the media, please show the Black Women 2020 podcast some love. First off, subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. If you're on iTunes right now, just click the subscribe button and leave us a review. That will help us get more traffic and more listeners. Secondly, you can help support the views of Black women by supporting us on Patreon. The Black Women 2020 podcast is independently produced, and anything you can give will help us. Just visit patreon.com slash bw2020podcast. You can help support us with just a few dollars a month. And all of this information is in the show notes. Thank you again for listening to Black Women 2020, and stay tuned for our next episode.